Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Today we've got a slightly different episode because I'm here today to interview Tracy all about her UK uh, travels at the moment. So Tracy, can you just tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the moment? You've been in the UK for three weeks. It is actually two, just two. I think it'll be two weeks. Oh, is it three weeks? You know what? I'm losing track. Is it three weeks? It will be three weeks tomorrow. Oh my goodness, it's gone so fast. I just want to say thanks, Karen, so much for hosting this episode because this is really good turning the tables because obviously uh, you do the intro and you've been on the podcast a few times. So I've kind of like landed this on you, but but um, I know you're going to be brilliant at this. So yeah, um, so I've been back for three weeks, arrived on the 11th of April. I've done, been doing loads of stuff as people in the Facebook group and on following us on Instagram will kind of know. Um, I did have a few days rest um, to spend some time with my family, visited a, f- a few National Trust properties, joined the National Trust for the next 12 months for me and Doug, so that's really good. Um, then I, after a few days, went off to Lincoln, which I know is your your hometown, Karen. It is <laughs> where I grew up in Lincoln. So, yeah, it's really fun having a chat to you today anyway and being on the other other side of the seat. And we've we've kind of done quite a few episodes together lately. We've done ones where we're chatting together and ones where you're interviewing me and ones where I'm interviewing you. So it, it's kind of fun to catch up and hear all about your, your UK travels at the moment. It is. I know it's great to, uh, it is great to chat to you and see you as well, you know, after three weeks away. So, <laughs> so, um, obviously Lincoln, I've been Lincoln before, but it was lovely to go there and I actually met a friend of mine from Australia. So we spend a few days together. Um, Hang on, your so friend, we, we, friend from Australia is in Lincoln yes. at the moment. Happened to be. No, she's thing. actually flown back. Uh, she flew back. Uh, we, we, we met in Lincoln. Um, and then we went on to Cambridge. And then to London, and then actually Lucy flew back on the Tuesday, and I stayed on in London. And we should should just add there quick, really quickly that we both now live in Australia, not in the UK. Yes, yes, yes. So we need to say that, don't we? Yes, yes. We, we and Lucy also lives in Australia. So, but we're all Brits. <laughs> um, yeah. So in Cambridge, um, did a walking tour, which was excellent. So I booked that through Get Your Guide, and what was amazing it was just me and Lucy on this tour. So we ended up having a private tour of Cambridge. Uh, which was fantastic, in, which also included King's um, College Chapel, which I say to everybody, if you're going to Cambridge, you have to go to King's College Chapel. It's so beautiful. Um, it really is. We spent a bit of time in the Eagle Pub, quite a lot of time in the Eagle Pub, uh, <laughs> which was really good. Certainly Americans can go and then see um, the the uh, airmen signed before they flew off to, to on missions in World War Two. the, the signed ceiling. Um, it's in a really interesting pub to go to. Um, yeah, so that was really good. Oh, and what was really exciting in Cambridge, and though we didn't get asked to be extras, is um, the film in the next series of The Crown. Wow, I think I saw that in the Facebook group. Lucy shared details about that. That looks yeah. so cool. Oh, it was, it was really good. It was fun watching that. Um, they were setting up though, so we didn't see any stars, I have to say. Um, we then went off to London and we spent a couple of days in London. Um, 
you know, we did. We went on the London Eye. We spent time in Covent Garden, and then Lucy went off to back to Australia. Um, and then I went and had a, a photo shoot with with Domi, who's from Scale and Studio, who's our um, our preferred partner for photography in London, um, which was amazing in Notting Hill, which is such a beautiful, beautiful place to go. And those photos were amazing. You look so cool. It was really, really lovely sort of moment in time captured. I, I love those pictures. Oh. Honestly, that I was so there's just beautiful photos, and I am going to get a couple of them done for the for our apartment because they are lovely. And as you say, they're real. You know, you capture that memory in time at that specific moment, um, and I'll always remember it. And we we just had a, we had such a good time. I got on so well. Dommy's brilliant as well because I'm not the most confident person at having photos taken of myself, um, but she's so good at making you feel relaxed. I was just going to say, you look really chilled out and relaxed in them. They look really natural, which I think is really, uh, that's a sign of a great photographer is when they can make someone who's not comfortable in front of the camera look like they are relaxed. Absolutely. And we just had, I, I know there's one of my favorite photos is just me laughing and it, cause it's, it, it was, that's just kind of encapsulated how I was feeling. It was, you know, and there's other people walking past and they look at you and you're like, I don't care because I'm having a really good time. Um, so then the next day, actually, so after a couple of days, the next day I went and met um, John. So John Coupland from John England Tours. And John took me out on a private data of uh, Southeast England. Oh, my God, I had the best time. So I need to say, I'm going to say big thanks to John again uh, for taking me out for that day. The weather was amazing. You know, the company was great. John's so interesting to talk to and great companies, I say. And like we went off to, he took me to Item Moat, which is part of his medieval data. You've learned how to say that. You've learned how to say that since you interviewed him on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yes, I know. I couldn't. I couldn't say it. I can. I can still spell it, but I have to think about it. <laughs> but oh my goodness, what an amazing place to visit! Absolutely fantastic, really brilliant. Um, and then we went on to Hever Castle, which has been kind of on my wish list forever and ever and ever, and which also dis- didn't disappoint. And it was great talking to the the staff who work there, and you know they were really interested, really engaged, and obviously you know John knows a lot of the people, so he introduced me. Um, which was, it was just brilliant. It, we had such a fun day. I think John had a lot of fun on that day as well. I mean, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant, brilliant tour guide. I couldn't have asked for a better day. It really couldn't. Um, you know, I'm going to say to people, if, if you want to go out with John, you know, get booking because he is getting booked up and I would highly recommend it. Um, I, I'm, I, I said to him yesterday, I'm secretly plotting the next day out <laughs> and where I want to go on the next one. <laughs> I was going to say it makes such a difference when you have a knowledgeable guide who you get on with, who can show you around and introduce you to people and give you all of the things that you, you would never have discovered if you'd gone on your own. Exactly, exactly. You really do. You just learn so much more. You can ask questions, you know, you get that that personal attention. I didn't have to drive. John drove, he picked me up and drove me so I could, you know, relax and enjoy the scenery down, you know, in, in the Wheels of Kent, which it was just fun. Honestly, I cannot say how, stress how much I thoroughly enjoyed that day. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, and then I, after that, I, I had a few days uh, rest because, um, like my feet, <laughs> <laughs> so I needed a bit of a, a bit of a break. So, um, I came back to my mum's and just 
just put my feet up and actually I had to get on with some, I had to record a podcast and I had to do some work. Obviously there's work to be done behind the scenes and, and stuff. And I've been, a big thank you and big shout out as well to, um, uh, to Donna and Catherine who are helping out with a Facebook group as well, because um, trying to moderate that is, is quite difficult when you're traveling. And obviously Doug's in Australia at the moment and he's also working, um, but he's doing a huge amount as well in the Facebook group. So massive shout out to everybody for, for supporting me with that. Cause obviously when you're traveling, it's quite difficult to try and manage those things as well. And it takes a lot more time to manage than you realize when you're not involved in that kind of stuff. It, it's sort of a, yes. something you have to be on the go with all the time looking at, don't you? Yeah, it, it's like it's it, you have to. And, um, you know, I'm obviously talking to people all the time answering. I get a lot of emails and I felt a bit bad because the emails were kind of piling up. But I just had to wait until I had had a whole morning to sit and actually answer everybody, uh, which I did. But also I'm trying to be really um, active on social media. So doing a lot more Instagram stories, which I'm enjoying doing. But again, it takes time out to think about what you're putting on. Um, but I really want people to follow along and see, you know, what I'm doing and where I'm at and, and um, you know, just kind of my day to day experiences um so then this last week i've been down in london i went down on london uh, i went down wednesday morning and i I got back uh wednesday evening so i had a full-on three days in london so again when i came back my i've I've bought myself a foot spa (laughs) i spent the entire i think it was about three hours with my feet in the foot spa um (laughs) but i had (laughs) fantastic vna museum buckingham palace I did a uh, Windsor Castle day trip out with walks. I did a few tours with uh, walks, which were brilliant. Um, one to Windsor Castle, changing of the guard, um, and also the, the opening ceremony of the Tower of London, which I highly recommend to everybody. It's really good. Had uh, lunch in Fortnum and May- uh, May- Masons, which was really nice, and then another another visit to Buckingham Palace. Still haven't met the King, but I've, I've been to Buckingham Palace a few times now. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And all of this experience helps you give better advice to other people as well. So when people are asking in the group and you're answering questions, you're answering from your personal experience because I've known you for a while now and I know – I don't think anyone's as well travelled in the UK as you are because you seem to do everything. You go back regularly. You've done so many tours. You've done so many trips. You've, I think, if ever I mention anywhere in the UK, you've been there already and <laughs> had some experience. And uh, I think apart if there's somewhere I haven't been to, Doug's been. Um, so obviously, I know a few people have asked in the group about Doug, and Doug is coming over to the UK. He's going to be over um, in a few weeks' time, and he's here for a month. And Doug is going to be spending some time in Wales. Um, so he'll be in in Wales for about five or six days, I think, altogether. Um, he's going to be spending a bit of time with me in Edinburgh and in York and then down in London. Um, and then I think we're hoping to get a day down in Brighton together. Um, so it's just trying to fit as much as we can in. Uh, but yes, Doug will be here and he will be reporting. And I'm actually going to be talking to him. I'll interview him for a podcast all about his trip to Wales. Um, because obviously there's there's so much to see. We can't always travel together and fit everything in. Um, so this trip, I'm spending a lot a lot more time in London. So in June, I'll be back in London for 10 days and I'm doing a lot. I'm doing some food tours again with walks. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more uh, different tours. I'm also doing the Ted Lasso tour, which I cannot wait for. I love I love you, Ted Lasso. I know, that's one of your favourites. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, absolutely adore that series. So I'm so looking forward to that. I'm going to be staying down in Putney, so not too far from Richmond anyway. Um, so kind of, uh, but that's kind of getting ahead of kind of plans that are coming up. But um, but yes, I, I know a few people have asked about Doug. So yes, Doug is coming. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't left him. Well, you've left him behind for a little while, but not for too long. For a short time. <laughs> yeah, a short time. But it's also been, uh, to be honest, it's actually been really 
it good for me to do a bit of solo travel uh, um you know female solo travel is kind of i think something that you know when we get out there and do that it's it i used to do it a lot in my 20s and i've done a little bit in my 30s but often more often than not i'll be traveling with my daughter or with Doug. so it's actually been quite interesting and quite good to kind of get out my comfort zone again and do that kind of solo travel the only time i felt slightly uncomfortable i have to say was um is sometimes eating in the the posher restaurants you feel a little bit more self-conscious when you're on your own you know and I, I probably need to have strategies for that maybe have a have a book I mean I've got my phone but you feel a bit kind of self-conscious sitting on your phone the whole time but but otherwise it's been actually fine absolutely fine that's good I was just gonna say in terms of traveling around I know like you I used to in my 20s all the time travel around the UK on trains at all hours on my own um but how are you getting around now? Are you mainly using trains? Are you hiring cars? Are you using taxis? How are you getting about? Um, so we're, we're trying actually to avoid um, hiring a car this trip. I think Dugna might might hire a car for a few, maybe for a week in June, but we're not totally sure. But actually we're trying to get around mainly by train, uh, by public transport. Um, I will just interject at this point to say that there, there are unfortunately going to be some more train strikes um, coming up, but dates have been announced um in may which is when this podcast will come out so um obviously that that we're going to have to like everybody else work around that because we we have our plans as well for july so obviously waiting to find out we just hope it can get sorted because it's it's been a long time now uh 12 months but yeah so something we'll have to take into consideration um that that might may impact plans uh in may and june um in and into july um, if things go and get sorted. But yes, I have been using the trains. Trains are an excellent way to get around the, the UK, um, really fast, um, being getting between kind of London and the Midlands where my, where my mum lives. Um, in London, I've been using an Oyster card. Again, that it, it's such a controversial one when I talk about this because some people are so pro using contactless and pro using Oyster card. I just, I said, everybody use whatever suits you. I happen to like an Oyster card. That's what I use. Um, so I've used that. You can't obviously use contactless if you want. Um, I have, I, I've used a bus in London, jumped on the bus to get from Tower of London to St. Paul's on Friday. Um, and I've also taken a black cab to get from, um, uh, Fortnum and Mason to Buckingham Palace because I realized I came out of Fortnum and Mason and realized I had 10 minutes to get myself to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> so I was like, oops, right. So, <laughs> so I walked along to the Ritz and then got into a cab that was outside there. So that was really good and not too expensive. Um, and it was the easiest, easiest way and also easy on my, on my feet because I've been walking around a lot oh, that yeah. day. Um, so using all sorts of different ways to get around. Can I just ask around Oyster cards? Because when we were in London last year, um, we just used contactless payments and, and our debit cards and, and sort of, just to get around, we didn't bother with an Oyster card. But um, does it expire? So if you have one now and you keep it and you come back again next year, can you just top it back up again and use it next year? Yeah, you can, absolutely. I mean, I've had my Oyster card uh, quite a few years now, and I guess that's it. I'm just kind of attached to it. So I just top it up um, and just use it. So, yes, you can. And in fact, it doesn't even have to be me who uses it. If somebody else was visiting and they wanted to use my Oyster card, they could. It's not. It's not. A problem really so um you know i just just top it up i guess that's the, the advantage with contactless is you don't have to think about topping it up because it's you know it's coming out your, your account but um and i could use both it's just that i've i'm so used to having i've got my my photo id and my um oyster card in a little wallet and then i just keep it in my pocket but it's also because i i um 
I, I just need to know where my stuff is. I don't want to get my phone out. I don't want to get my credit card out. Um, you know, there's there's enough to think about for me anyway. So that's why I just prefer. I mean, I could use my watch. I've got, a, you know, I'll prepare on, on my watch. Um, it's just, I just find it easier for me. But obviously, again, it's one of those things, whatever suits you, whatever works for you is the easiest way to do it. It's just read up about it and make a decision. I think that that's that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had, yeah, I've had most of card for, I don't know how many years now, quite a long time. <laughs> we'll pop a link below because I know you've got some good articles on your site as well about Oyster cards and whether it's the right thing for you. So you can look yeah. at the pros and cons of it as well. Um, now, in yeah. terms of accommodation, I know you, you've been staying with your mum here and there in the Midlands. Yeah. Like what other kind of accommodation have you been staying in? Hotels, B&Bs, Airbnbs? Uh, no, it's been mainly staying in hotel guest houses. So in London, because um, London's so expensive, I wanted to try out a few different hotels. So um, at the moment, I've been trying. I've been on the mid range and, and budget in London. I stayed in the Z Hotel in Holborn this week, um, which is a more budget towards the more budget side of things. And it was excellent, absolutely excellent. It was, you know, not not the hugest room, but perfect for what I needed. Absolutely perfect. And I will put some photos of that in the show notes. And then when I was with Lucy, we stayed in the Park Plaza County Hall, uh, which is near Waterloo, which is, again, excellent location. For me, the most important thing is location. So obviously near Holborn is near Covent Garden, Seven Dials, so that's great for theatre, uh, restaurants, lots around there, um, really good tube links. Um, and then the Park Plaza County Hall is next door to Waterloo, so you've got the London Eye, Westminster, very close. Um, so that was kind of the the more towards kind of mid-range, upper mid-range, and that, that was really nice as well. So uh, that included breakfast, which was really nice, which is the Z Hotel. Um, you'd have to pay extra, but there was a, a, a Sainsbury's, so opposite. So I just would go and grab something in the morning. And there's plenty of cafes to, to pick up a coffee or a chai latte for me um and then in lincoln and cambridge we, we basically just stayed at kind of um b&b's or ho- i can't remember actually hotels next to the train station in cambridge which is important because you know we're traveling by train we didn't want to be lucy had all her luggage with her because she was going back to australia so we need to be really conscious of that um and then Lincoln, we stayed right beside the cathedral and the castle, which was perfect, absolutely perfect. I say because obviously Lincoln train station is quite a long way from the castle and cathedral. Yes, and there's a very steep hill in between yes. the two. So if you're going to be staying in Lincoln, unless you really want to do the, well, I think everyone should do the walk up the hill if they can at one point during the trip to Lincoln. But um, yeah. yeah, so you stayed around the cathedral. Yeah, so got a cab. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i <laughs> got a cab there's no way it would have walked up there and back and actually i will just mention that because uh, about the luggage situation because obviously lucy had her she had all her she had a big suitcase and a fairly a medium suitcase and that was more of an issue um when we got into london actually getting from london liverpool street over to waterloo um because a few of the lifts weren't working so that was quite intimidating I know Lucy was I had to help her a couple of times and in fact once I left and got on that I got on the escalator down and 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 I just heard Tracy (laughs) Uh, because Lucy was trying to manage these two massive suitcases on with escalators which of course uh, you you shouldn't really do but if the lifts aren't working um so there was a few few occasions where um, she struggled a bit so when she left I actually helped her um take take one of the suitcases because I didn't have any luggage at that point um but that is something that you've got to consider if you're traveling like trying if you can travel as light as possible because you, you really do not want to be wheeling 
two or three massive suitcases around. It's not a lot of fun, especially on the London underground. Um, so, you know, we, we did the tube and we did the experience, but, um, you know, when you, it's easy, I guess, from Heathrow because you can jump on the Piccadilly line or get onto the Elizabeth line, but, uh, we were crossing from Liverpool Street, so I uh, had to do a couple of changes. Maybe a cab would have been better in hindsight because it, it was it was quite stressful, I think, for for both of us really. I know Lucy was was struggling with the suitcases a bit, um, but yeah. So accommodation in London, we get asked about all the time. Um, the main thing for me with accommodation, yes, is price because it is expensive. Um, I, I, as a solo female traveler this time, I've stayed in hotels in London. I, I did look an, a, at a, an apartment in, um, Notting Hill, which I kind of liked the idea of. And I thought, you know what? No, I actually prefer the idea of just staying in a hotel. It just felt safer for me. Um, so I made that decision. Um, so I'd like to stay in in one of the luxury hotels next time. So if any of the luxury hotel brands are listening to this podcast, please feel free to reach out. I can sponsor your next trip. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happy to stay at any of the five-star accommodation on offer in London. Thank you. <laughs> That sounds nice. Can I come with you on that one? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so what have been the highlights so far? I know you've had probably so many and you've only been there for oh. three weeks, but like what are the highlights so far? Um, so much, I suppose, really. Um, I have to say I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the day out with John. That was an absolute highlight um, to be able to. I, I cannot stress how amazing it is having your own tour guide. It's, it, you know, it is fantastic. It really, really is. Um, so, so I think that that was definitely, uh, it is, is up there as one of the main highlights of the trip so far. Um, I loved my photo shoot with, with Domi of Scale and Studio because she's just so lovely. And the photos, you know, I, I don't think I'm particularly photogenic, but she does a, she does an amazing job. Um, because, you know, I'm, they're lovely photos. Like even I'm saying that, which sounds a bit vain, but anyway, um, but they are lovely. Yeah, they are. They're lovely. They're really lovely pictures. They really, like you can see your joy from being there in the location. It's really lovely to see. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's a perfect, perfect location. I know Domi wants to take some more. So hopefully I'll have some more with maybe dresses on because I had to dress in warmly because it was a bit chilly that day in Notting Hill. But hopefully have some nice dresses on and take some pictures in Westminster next time with Domi. So that was that was amazing. Um, she's always a joy to spend time with as well. Um, she's an amazing woman and incredibly inspirational. Um, and then just the tours. I've had some wonderful tours with Walks as well, um, who've invited me along to, to onto some of their tours. And again, small group tours, brilliant, all organised. Again, you learn so much more. I haven't got the time to do. I'd love to be able to know everything, but I can't. There's just too much to know about the history and about all the, you know, ev- everything about everywhere in the UK. I can't know absolutely everything. Um, so it's wonderful that you go on a tour with somebody who knows that area or that attraction or that castle or that house or, you know, uh, changing the guard or whatever. They know all the intimate details and all the things that you may not know. Um, they know so they can give you amazing tips and you learn things from them. So that's been absolutely fantastic. I will also say something that really personal that I I was really, really wanting to do is that I've, I was, I've been to Windsor Castle quite a few times and I, I did a walks tour on Thursday with them, um, which was amazing. It was brilliant transport from London and we had a fantastic, um, guide. So shout out to Julia. Um, but also it was just so lovely to go and see where the Queen's been laid to rest. Um, just to pay my respects. I just felt that was, yeah, it was something important and very personal, I think, that, that I just wanted to do. So that actually meant quite quite a lot to be able to do that. 
Um, so yeah, so yeah, it was lovely. I have to say, it was really lovely, lovely. And there's, you know, there was a lot of people um, obviously queuing up to do that. Though, though, even I think it was quite quiet saying that on uh, on in Windsor on Thursday. Um, then I've also been able to spend as much time as I want in the V&A Museum because <laughs> Doug isn't with me to say enough um, because I love it. I absolutely, I honestly could go every day, and there's so much to see there. It's a beautiful museum. It's a such an interesting museum. There's so many. Oh, it really is fabulous. I can't stress to people enough. Go and visit the V&A. That's the thing with museums in London is they're enormous and you can spend yes, many days in almost any of them. <laughs> but we love the Natural History Museum and could just go back again and again and again. Oh, I've been there so many times. You know what? And I had planned to go from the V&A to the Natural History Museum, but I just couldn't drag myself out of the V&A. I just couldn't. I was absolutely. You know what? I could. I could spend hours in the cast courts alone. And if you don't know what the cast courts are, you'll have to look up in the show notes and have the link. But um, I, honestly, I just find them fascinating. It's a mate. Oh, it's a fantastic museum. I, I really. And, and it wasn't just because you because you were too cold. Because I think you mentioned that on Facebook that it was cold and you were trying to decide where to go. Well, it was really interesting that because uh, that was Wednesday, wasn't it? Actually, yeah. And I, I'd, I'd had the, the changing of the guard in the morning, and that, that finished about quarter past eleven, half past eleven. And I was like, "Well, I've got the whole rest of the day," but it was freezing. And my intention—I had two choices. One was to go to Hampton Court Palace because there's a tulip. There was a tulip festival on, and I really wanted to go and see the tulips. Um, and the other was the V&A. So two kind of favorite things that I wanted to do. And um, it was cold. So, it, yeah, so the V&A won over. But it was a fantastic place to spend a day when it's not particularly very warm or when it's raining in London. Um, yeah. So and just spend a time in the cafe because it's so pretty was was lovely as well. Another highlight was actually the Cambridge tour that I did. Um, uh, we had a, a Sonia, who was our guide there, who was also fantastic. So shout out to Sonia, um, who I booked through Get Your Guide. Fantastic walking tour. We were just very lucky that there was just me and Lucy on that tour that day. Um, very knowledgeable, took us around Cambridge. Now, I did a tour last year as well, but I still learned more this year. You know, there's always stuff to learn. Um, and another highlight, just the last one I guess I'll bring up, um, was a Buckingham Palace. Now, I got an email from, I think, Royal Palaces in February say that they had some slots for um, the small group tours in in April. Um, I did kind of bulk a bit at the price because it was 90 quid. <laughs> so I was a bit like, ooh. Um, but you know what? It was worth every penny. Fantastic. It was so lovely. And I was back at Buckingham Palace on Friday um, to do a tour of the Muse. Um, and I actually bumped into the tour guide that took us, and I was just telling her it was it was fantastic. You can't take any photos; that's the only thing that. I, but I understand. Um, but it, it was just amazing to see these places that you know, seeing the Queen wandering around at, and you just see, you know what I mean. You're just seeing people in these places all the time, the royal family, and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm standing in this particular spot. Yeah, so that was that was really really interesting. And also, you become a bit of a celebrity because people are spotting you while you're around and about. Oh yeah, it has been lovely. It's been it's been so nice to kind of have um yeah, a few few people from the group who've spotted me in London have have come up and said hello. Um so that that it's been so a big hi to uh, Bernard, Jocelyn and uh, Robbie who I had kind of had arranged to meet up with. But yeah, it's so lovely and I keep saying to people like if if you see me around anywhere in the UK or Doug, um you know, if you see either of us around in the UK, I guess London will probably be the, the typical place that you potentially will, will spot us, um, is um, is come and say hello. <laughs> you know, come and say, 
we love it. We look, you know, it's just so nice to find out where you're from, what you're doing, you know, how you're enjoying your trip, um, and just to meet you, really. So, yeah, so please come and say hello and have a selfie. <laughs> it has to be done. It's the law. <laughs> yeah no it's really good fun cool and I know that we've had a podcast together chatting about our favorite British foods um how are you getting on with all the food at the moment on this trip is there any favorites have you been eating one particular meal what have you been doing with the food <laughs> well I've, I am trying to be a little bit careful because I think if I eat any more Marks and Spencer's cherry cake which happens <laughs> to be my ultimate favorite um yeah I don't think my jeans will fit even with all the walking I'm doing um so I'm trying to hold back on that but uh, yes Marks and Spencer's cherry cake is 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 my absolute favorite when it comes to with a cup of tea but I've been having some beautiful roast dinners um big shout out to my, my friend Linda who I went to stay with for for a couple of days who did a fantastic Sunday roast which Doug's very jealous of but he'll he'll be able to go and visit and have his his own Sunday roast soon um and then my mom has been absolutely spoiling me with my two favorite meals which are gammon steak gammy and gammon I'm sure <laughs> gammy and gammon yes gammy one night gammon steak the next um I I love both of those I, I can never honestly I could eat I literally could eat them alternate days the rest of my life and not get sick um I just love them um I've had a great time just wandering around Marks and Spencer's I've been taking lots of photographs of the different foods and stuff that you can get in in lots of the different um shops but particularly Marks and Spencer's because I guess that's my favorite um and I've been sampling some of the meal deals and I have to just shut um have to shout out for Marks and Spencer's they're brand new I think it's like the best ever or whatever prawn sandwich oh my goodness <laughs> it is delicious seriously delicious um I've had quite a number of those now as well um because the meal deals are brilliant. So if you want to know again, if you want to know about meal deals and how they can help your budget when you're over here, you can uh, listen to that earlier podcast where we talk about British food. But also we'll put some, we'll put the links in the show notes, don't we, Karen? Yes, we will. And yeah, I I really miss the Marks and Spencers sort of evening dinner meal deals that you could get for two. Yeah. So when, especially when we had young kids, um, it was really handy to have like a like a nice gourmet dinner for two that you could yeah. just pop in the oven and have with a bottle of wine and that was really lovely that's really cool I can hear your little dog barking Hello. in the background <laughs> so just come back from a dog walk <laughs> oh no it's very cute nobody's gonna mind everybody's gonna love him little dog um what's it called again Lorenzo <laughs> Lorenzo a little chihuahua isn't a little he chihuahua, but he's very got a very big bark yeah, well, that's typical. I used to have a dash hound, you know, a little dog big attitude, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yes, the food, the meal deals have been excellent. There's just so much on offer. And I've also taken photos of uh, the dinner options as well that you can get. They're just good value. And if you're staying in a VRBO or you're staying in an Airbnb, they're an excellent option for the evening if you can just go and buy yourself, you know, um, I think that I can't remember a starter and a main course and a dessert for like, tw I'm guessing, I can't remember the price, like 12 quid or something like that, 12 pounds. So. so when it comes to packing, how did you get on with your packing? I know that you were saying that when you were trying to get all your cases ready, you were a little bit overweight with your cases and that was quite a stressful experience. Um, was there anything that you haven't brought with you that you wish you had or anything that you brought with you that you thought you shouldn't have brought? How How's the whole experience of packing for the UK? Well, it was a bit of a nightmare because obviously coming over for 12 weeks, you tend to want to pack a little bit more. And also because I'm spending time um, in Greece where it's going to be warmer. So I needed 
some, some kind of warmer, uh, some summer clothes. Um, so I, I'd overpacked and uh, at the airport, they, um, I'd overpacked my hand luggage by a few kgs and I was made to unpack that and try and fit that in my suitcase. But obviously my suitcase was fully packed. So thank goodness Doug was with me. So he just had to take some things home. So he'll bring them over with him. But unfortunately the presents got kicked out. <laughs> so <laughs> the suitcase, so I've not arrived with any presents. Um, so in terms of what I didn't bring, I think um, gloves have been the one thing that I, I was sent to Doug. I should have brought some gloves. So he's like, pop to Primark and buy yourself some. Um, so, but I'm hoping it's warmed up now. So that was the only thing I guess was um, was that was more. I guess I've got I brought plenty of scarves, so I've used those. It has been a little bit colder than I expected, to be honest, and they have had some quite chilly weather. Though it, it hopefully it went warmed up now, but the Senate's going to get colder again at the end of the week. Um, so probably I, I guess the thing for me is I have a lot of tech. So I've got my laptop, I've got my iPad, I've got you know uh, video stuff, which weighs quite a bit. So so that I couldn't kick that out of my suitcase. So um, but yeah, it was very stressful. It's the first time I've ever had to take everything out and repack it in front of everybody so that there wasn't that was really it was actually a really unpleasant way to start a flight actually um, and I got really hot and bothered about it all um but otherwise since I've been here I did buy myself a brand new small um ha- for uh carry-on uh which is a really good size but obviously I'd, I'd still overpacked it because I was about I think I was about four kgs over and they were being very strict on the flight which is fair enough I kind of you know I was over um but yeah otherwise I've, I've been fine i mean i've been looking because obviously i can stay with my mom so we can i can get washing done um so that's fine but there are there are some really good shops in the uk to go shopping <laughs> and i'm sure sure doug's case will come home full of marmite later on <laughs> oh yes it will absolutely absolutely well, I, I must admit I've, I've so far bought myself i think uh one pair of crop trousers from marks and spencers a green pair that are really pretty um but i'm trying to avoid um buying too much when I'm here because I know last time I ended up having to send a, an extra suitcase at $700 back <laughs> <laughs> so but it's it's hard you know in travel for 12 weeks it's when you're doing two or three weeks you know I can manage with carry on with the best of them and I'll go into Greece with carry on but yeah when you, you've got 12 weeks it's a lot harder to to actually because you and especially when it's crossing over seasons yes we should just say that you're 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 hopping over to Greece for a little bit for a travel conference, a travel blogging conference in between your trip, aren't you? I am, yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just be away for two weeks. Um, so I'm going away this this um, Friday the fi- the fifth. So actually, this will be after the podcast comes out because the podcast or before the podcast comes out because it'll come out on the ninth. Um, so I'm away from the fifth to the the nineteenth in Greece uh, for that, um, which I'm I'm really looking forward to. But I will be back in the UK on the nineteenth. Unfortunately, missing the coronation. I did ask the king, but he wouldn't um, change it. Well, I didn't <laughs> ask the king really, but you know what I mean. I thought about asking the king, but I knew he wouldn't change it. So, so yeah, so unfortunately I'm going to miss it, but obviously I've been in London for the last on and off the last couple of weeks and, um, it's extremely busy. There, there has been an impact obviously because of the preparations for the coronation. Um, so around Buckingham Palace at the moment, it's, it's pretty much chaos, um, with a setting up, um, I don't know what you want to call them, seating arrangements and obviously barriers. Um, you know, there's places that are, are, are shut that, you know, you can't get into to see because of prep, uh, preparations. Uh, I think Westminster Abbey is now shut. Um, Tower of London, um, the, the Crown Jewels, I went in on Friday and the majority of the Crown Jewels have all been moved from there now. 
um, even at Windsor on, now I don't know if I, this had anything to do with the coronation, but it was in Windsor on Thursday and 15 minutes before the change of the guard was due to take place, it was cancelled um, because they're, they're all practising throughout the night. So this is, they're doing a lot of practices in the in, a, in throughout the evening and through throughout the night when when it's quiet. Oh, and I just have to tell you this because there's a couple of really interesting things. So I was in Buckingham Palace, and um, this and I can't remember the name of the room, and I should. Um, they've actually got like a mock up of Westminster Abbey where the the um, the King and Queen are practicing the ceremony. Wow. Which I thought was really interesting <laughs> because they, obviously you don't want to get it wrong, do you? I mean, you, you, you're going to be in front of uh, how many? Billions of people, I guess. So, um, so yes, apparently they're, 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 be pra- they're practicing that, um, at the moment. Um, and also, oh, yes, I went to see, um, the, uh, the royal carriages in the royal mews on Friday. So that was really interesting. Just talking to people there about the preparations that they're making for the, the golden state carriage, which is, you know, it's a bit over the top, I have to say, because gold, <laughs> and the Jubilee carriage. Um, but it was fascinating to see those. So I'll put some photos in the show notes uh, again there. But, um, yes, so everybody can it, all the people who are involved, there's so much going on. So so much behind the scenes of getting all the things prepared, whether it's changing, like apparently the crown has obviously got to be resized, the new crown for um, uh, Queen Consort, Queen Camilla, that's being changed. I think she's having Queen Mary's um, crown. I hope I got that right. Um, so there's all those things to take place. And then just like the ceremony, who's involved in it and practising it. And then obviously, um, you know, preparing all of the buildings for all the people that are going to be there because there's going to be lots of people from around the world. What was really nice is the bunting has gone up. So the Union Jacks have gone up again on, on Regent Street, Bond Street, or so there. That's lovely to see. Um, but, but it's chaos. I mean, I left Buckingham Palace on Friday and I was planning to walk through Green Park to get to the tube station. And the way that I was going to go the quickest is all shut off now. So I don't know if that's for because they've got stuff set up for, for the different news people from around the world. So I had to go the long way around, which my feet did not thank me for. <laughs> but so it's busy. There's a real excitement. There's a real sense of excitement. There's so much in the there's so much on the shops are all decorated. There's a lot of um, you know, memorabilia, lots of things that beautiful memorabilia that's come out um to celebrate the the coronation. So yeah, it's a, it's gonna be it'll be exciting, but it will be very busy in London. Yes. <laughs> reminds me of when we were there last year and the queen passed away on the day we just landed in the uk and then a few days later we went to london and there was so much so many changes the roads were blocked off in all kinds of places and just you just got to be prepared for a lot of changes so we went to harry potter studios and came back on the bus and the bus couldn't get to victoria because all the roads were blocked off so we had to get dropped off somewhere else and then you had yep. to try to navigate which tube stations had been closed off as well. So not all the tube stations were open. So we had to kind of figure out a way to get across London with all of these changes. And we did a hop on, hop off bus tour as well. And again, yep. some of the roads for that were closed. So they had to take detours. And so I think it's just if you're visiting at the moment, just be prepared that there will be a lot of changes going on. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you just can't, um, hopefully. Uh, obviously after the coronation it will settle down but you know things there's there's such a lot going on because you know this is a huge event first time in 70 odd years that we've had a coronation so yeah 70 years so it's going to be you know yeah so it's just a lot a lot um a lot of people are doing a lot of work there's a lot of preparation to make sure that it's perfect Mm. basically 
um, which I'm, I'm sure it will be. Um, but yes, yeah, I'm a bit sad that I'm not here when it's on. I, I was like, I was trying desperately to stay in the country, but as I say, unfortunately, I've got to get myself over to, to Athens. It's probably better to watch it on a screen somewhere anyway, because it'll be good fun wherever you watch it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. That's true. So in terms of how much money you've been spending while you've been around, have you been taking cash with you? Have you been paying mostly by card? I know you have a cash challenge that you've been doing where you've taken out a certain amount of cash that you're trying to see how long it lasts you. How have you been getting on with that? Yeah, well, I decided to do this because this is another, you know, there's kind of some emotive topics that come up in the Facebook group where you kind of want to jump in because people have very strong opinions. It's a bit like that Easter card versus contactless thing. People have very strong opinions and 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 that's it. And the state, same when it comes to cash or contactless, you know, and, and no, you don't need any cash whatsoever. You can only just use contactless. So I actually wanted to do the cash challenge. So I took out £60 uh, when I first arrived to see exactly how much if anything, I would need. And so far, I've had to use it three times. And, you know, the last time I have to say was uh, uh, the 18th of April. So I haven't had to use it for for like 12 days, whatever. But those that first week, I ended up um, paying cash to the taxi driver driver in Lincoln because the machine didn't work. So I needed to use and I so I use Apple Pay. It's on my on my um, phone. I don't carry my cards around. I use that. Um, so I had to use cash then. Um, I used it to tip the guide in Cambridge. I uh, gave her a tip. Um, and obviously, uh, any other tips for guides that, I, that I'm keeping it for. Um, and then um, I, what was the last time? I'm trying to think what the last thing. Oh, yes, Covent Garden. I wanted to buy a, a scarf for the photo shoot with, with Union Jackson. So I got my on a, a scarf at Covent Garden and it was £6 and I had to pay cash. There was no other option. So I guess, you know, those are the three times that I've I've used it. Um, obviously, bearing in mind, if you want to give tips that restaurants already add a 12 on Most restaurants are add a charge on. In London, I've noticed that 12.5%. Um, so I haven't been... Uh, leaving tips but if you want to leave a tip obviously you're going to need to have cash and obviously pounds um so yeah so i've got 36 pound 50 left so you know you need to have some cash and that's something that doug and i will see and that's that's been in uh lincoln um cambridge and london so three occasions i've had to use that cash um so have some cash on you um you know if you have 50 pound on you that's you know it's not a huge amount of money but at least you've got some um but again you know I, I get a lot of people on the face we've got no you don't need any cash at all well i beg to differ and also really interesting as well um you know uh, sally ann who's been on the podcast a few times um who's got her um private to a company in uh, far north scotland she also says the point and she's absolutely right said you know you can go to some of these places and there are the cash the, the cash thing doesn't work so the machine's down so how are you going to pay? So you really need to think about that sort of thing and have, you know, just have the provision to have some cash with you. Yeah, it's always a good idea to have have some in your pocket just in case you need it. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to be going back to London again now or before the coronation or is this it now? Have you been and done your London things? Uh, no, I'm actually back in London on Wednesday. I've been invited to an event by Merlin at Madame Tussauds. 
uh, on Wednesday night. So, um, yeah, I'll be going there uh, Wednesday. I may go Wednesday afternoon. I may go into the British Museum if I feel we'll see where I'm at. Because uh, Not the British Museum, sorry, the British Library. Um, but we'll see. Otherwise, I'll just go to Madame Tussauds on Wednesday night. But I'm planning to to not go in London uh, into London apart from that. And that's quite easy because I get into Marylebone Station and Madame Tussauds is, is very very close there so i don't actually have to go further into london um so that's the plans really until i'm not going to be back in london until june um but i've got 10 days in london in june and i'm going to be doing um lots of tours visiting lots of places i will be spending a day in greenwich i will be going down to campton court um i'm going to be spending some time going around the markets um i was at portobello market a couple of weeks ago but i'll be going to camden market um yeah so lots of places that I want to explore a bit more of i'm going to do a food tour of borough market i'm doing a historic pubs tour as well so they're with walks so i'm really excited to do those um but in between that time from when i get back from greece um I'm looking at um, spending some time in Oxford. I'll also be meeting Victoria from Cotswold Teacup Tours. I'll be meeting her in the Cotswolds. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing Victoria. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've got. I'll be in Edinburgh for a short time. I'll be in Northumberland. So I'll be seeing Mark from North, um, Northumberland Tours. It'll be lovely to see Mark. Um, and then I'll be down in York and I'll be meeting up with Sinead, who was in um, podcast episode three, all about visiting York. So I'll be seeing uh, Sinead there, spending a few, uh, I think, three days in York. Um, yeah, and then hopefully Brighton and then some more time um, with Doug in London before I then head off to Paris. I'm going to Paris as well for a day trip. Um, I'm hoping to do two. At the moment, I've booked the luxury one, so <laughs> the champagne tour to Paris for the day. Um, so I'll be doing that. And that's actually on the day of the Treatment of the Colour. So Doug will be in London to report on that. Um, so if you want to know about the Treatment of the Colour, you have to check out the show notes. But that's another main event in the royal calendar and lots of um, pomp and ceremony that day. Wow. So you've got a lot left to cram in. So when is it you're going to be leaving the UK to come back to Australia? Um, not until the first week in July. Um, I'm actually going to be in Bath uh, for a few days um, because it's my mum's 80th birthday this year. Oh. Yeah. So I've treated her to a, a very nice hotel in Bath uh, for three days so I'll be there first few days in July um, and then fly back. It's my daughter's graduation for a PhD. So I'll be back to see her become doctor. Organic-y. So, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So not until I think about the 7th of July, something like that. I'm back. Wow. So you've got loads left to cram in and loads of fun left to to experience and I'm sure we'll be doing another recap or you'll be doing another recap later on to tell us about the rest of your trip but I think that's really covered all of the things we wanted to chat about to look at your first two or three weeks um, in the UK so that wraps up episode 45 so you'll find the show notes today at uktravelplanning.com forward slash episode 45 and thank you today Tracy for telling us all about your travels. Well, thanks so much to Karen for coming on and agreeing to interview me. I've turned the tables on her today because normally I'm the one that does it. So I'm, I'm hoping you had a lot of fun doing this, Karen. And um, I just want to say to everybody as well, say thanks so much to Karen. Is um, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, I will be doing some more updates. And I have got some trip reports with um, some people who are actually in the UK at the moment traveling around. So hopefully I'll get those recorded and out in June. Um, but for this week, that just leaves me to say happy UK. UK. Oh, yeah, thanks, Karen. <laughs> Cheers. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.